the best is yet to come, and the preparation and the foundation are and have been laid, and that a great structure, a great edifice for His glory is being built here in the church, in the gathering of the saints. But it's not for numbers' sake. It's not for any kind of proclamation of this doctrine being something that people are attracted to and making a large church, but it's in that God is looking for a people like he did with Gideon that will go the distance, that he wants to do some things like he did with men of old where he had to test them and try them and see if they could handle it. And when he knew they could and they would, he put them out there to bring the Messiah in. And there's a yet work to be done to bring the Lord Jesus back again before he comes, that he's looking for an avenue, a vehicle, a way to raise it up in the last day, the will and the plan of heaven on earth. And that if we could qualify, if we would have an attitude, and that if we'd set ourselves in the strength of the Lord, in the attitude of nothing is impossible, that there'd be a great endowment, a release of power and might to not only go the distance, but to take on a whole nother venue, a whole nother release of the church in the church age. A demonstration, a revelation that eye hath not seen nor ear hath heard. God wants to reveal it. He wants a people that can see it, that can proclaim it, that can live it. And so, he's desiring you and me to yield, to submit, to, to, to bow low, that he can truly, truly raise up, raise up, raise up. Not if men is raised up, and not as things in the past have been raised up, but a new work, a new work not according to man's pattern, not according to a sanctified world pattern, but according to heaven's pattern, that it'd be easy to slip over out of this into that. Hallelujah. And things that have been seemingly hard, healing and finances and, and, and miracles, things that, that have come sporadically and and, and are noteworthy when they do come, and almost out of the ordinary. Commonplace for the man of God, the woman of God, that has already hidden his heart in the Lord Jesus, giving it away, reserving nothing back, having no, no conditions, totally just sold out for the things of God. Easy, common, just lifestyle. Laying hands on the sick, and they all recover. Every time, everywhere. Like wildfire. Money being so far from our thought life, because every need is supplied. In a life that is exceeding abundantly above what we've imagined. 
So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank him. Hallelujah. That we can qualify, that we can, we can be that, that, that man like in Gideon's army that just, just sold out and, and then was chosen. Lord, we praise you. We praise you tonight. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. That these things could be. Oh, we give you praise tonight that these things are in your heart. Lord, these things are, are in your plan, the strategy and wisdom that you have put forth. Lord God, that you're pulling back the curtain just a little bit to show us to press, to press, to press. Lord God, help us. Help us as a people. Help us as a body. Help us as a family. Help us as a church, Lord God, to, to, to walk it out right, the right place, the right time. Lord, help us walk it out. Lord, help me. Let's just say that. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help us, but help me, Lord, to be in my place, Lord God, to, to, to not be distracted, not be, to be bought off by this world, not to be seduced, but, Lord God, to stay on focus. God, we know, we know, we know there is good, good yet to come. Thank you, Lord. We'll see it. We'll live it and we'll be in it. We'll see it, Lord God. Will it not happen on our watch? Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Woo, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Things, things, things that we've just not thought about, not, not given our thought to, but we should. We should. We must. Well, you know that when, when, when the Word talks about a house of prayer, it's not talking about just toiling it out, just, you know, a, you know a, a, an oxen that's going around the, the turnstile, just, you know, oh, we're just praying. No, God wants us to pray so he can show us. Show us what he wants done and then show us how. It's, it's marvelous what God's got, but it's, it's, he is inextricably tied into to doing everything with us. So we got to be built up that I can do all things. In the greater one. I got to find out who I am so I can know what I can do and know what I have. Hallelujah. Got to know. Got to know. Got to know. Not just to have information, but to, to walk by revelation. Well, it's just going to mean that, you know, the Lord's not asking you to choose, saying put that down and pick that up. But he wants you to just choose the things of the Spirit and you just to put things down and pick things up. Just to say, I'm tired of that. That, that, that gathered my life for a while, but now... I, that doesn't interest me anymore. I'm through that stage or whatever, and I'm, I'm wanting to go on. Well, that's when, that's when it happens. That's when it happens, not like a big announcement saying, well, come to church and God will do it. That's works. You just, you just get stirred up in prayer. You get stirred up when you're in the Word. You just get stirred up when, when you're with the saints. You know, you get with people that have like precious faith, that, that want to talk about God, don't want to talk about this, that, and the other. Then all of a sudden, it, it, it pulls on you. You go, yeah, it convicts you like, mm, I, I need to be like this, should be, could be. Or, you know, it says, yeah, I found me someone here that we can, we can do something. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, turn in your Bible with me to the book of Colossians. Let's, uh, hallelujah, let's, uh, let's look at some things in the Word just for a few minutes tonight and just see what the Lord does. This is midweek. This is a... Uh, this is our midweek service. Listen, d d take no thought about what other people are doing. You just stay right. 
you know, the biggest, it's crazy to miss it thinking about others that might be missing it. To, to stumble because you see somebody else stumbling. It's just crazy. Just, just keep, if you're the last man standing, be there when the accounting comes up, saying, okay, who's standing? I am just, I am smitten by that story about Gideon, how he had, what do you have, 22,000 folks or more, or he whittled it down to 22? I hadn't read it in a while. And just, you know, and it wasn't a spiritual test. Okay, everybody that loves God with all your heart. It was just things that would be inherent in following the plan that was there. In other words, if you got it, you would already be doing some natural things. And it was the test that nobody knew was being taken. And it, it divided, it divided, it divided. Jesus said, I've come to divide. You go, no, he's come to gather up. No, he's come to divide the wheat from the chaff. So we got to get on the wheat side, hallelujah, because there's going to be plenty of chaff. Praise God. Colossians chapter 4. Well, let's, let's look at the word here. Praise God. Masters, verse 1, given to your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Then he continues in that. He says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So there's thanksgiving tied to prayer. Praise God. You know, we just, the other night at the jail, uh, I, had, uh, I had 18, and there was, only, uh, there was only 19 in the whole cell block, and I got 18 of them. It was a, they all said it was a record. It never happened. So when I was coming out, and some guy standing next to me says, well, I just got 11. I just got 12. He said, what are you doing in there? They love you. And I turned to him, and I said, there's only two things going on that need to go in there, but I said, but the main thing is you got to give these boys good news, and you could tell he was convicted because he had not, first, I don't know what he did, but it hadn't been good news. They love, these people love to go in there and judge someone that's under judgment. They love to whoop them down. You boys better turn or burn. Like to take them like, like they're different from the whole world or even themselves. Now, I'm not going there tonight, but I'm just saying, good news works for everybody. And so we ought to go to God saying, you know, my faith is working. I'm in the, I'm in the fight, but I'm so thankful for what's happened and what is happening and what will happen. We ought to pray with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We ought to rejoice, Lord, instead of grumbling and griping. Lord, when are you going to do something? Well, he had to get you, get you out of the muck in order to get you where he could even launch you to a better place. Hallelujah. So he said, with all praying also for us. So here Paul gets personal. With all praying also for us. Now, what, Paul, do you want us to pray for you? That God would open unto us a door of utterance. Let's say it together. A door of utterance. Let's say it better. A door of utterance. Now, this is a Pauline prayer. He said, I want you to pray for us that God would open a door of utterance. That means that there is a door, and it means that God can open it. Now, that's just the truth right there. Can you see that there? That he said, let's pray that God would open unto us a door of utterance. Well, that's happening all the time. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit to you that we've prayed. I'm talking about everybody in the room just as a believer. We've all prayed prayers 
without a door of utterance. In one place, it's called vain repetitions. And Jesus said, don't be doing that vain repetition. You know, na 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 <laughs> There's no door of utterance there. We need, and, and, and I know the context here. He goes on to talk about, he said, that, uh, uh, that I might speak the, the mystery of Christ for which I also am in bond. So he's talking about venues, places where people would gather that are ready for the gospel. Listen, it's important to be in a place where the ground can receive the seed that you have to plant. And if God doesn't take care of that, then, you know, where you are, he hasn't done that. You need to pick up your seed and go find the place where there's a door that you can walk through where they all go, Woo, I'm so glad. B3 down at the Cuscaloosa County Jail, God has opened a door of utterance for me. They write me letters. I meant to bring them tonight. We just didn't have time. But it's just amazing the gratitude they have to have a preacher come in and tell them good news. And I'm only telling you this to say that the good news in me for them is in you for somebody. It might be B2 or B7 or A5 or whatever. It might be down there, but no doubt there's a door that God wants you to, to be able to speak through. But we need to pray. We need to pray. We don't just say, well, I got a seed. We looked in Mark chapter 4, and we see there's four kinds of ground, and only one of those could receive a seed to bring forth a harvest. The other three were poor pitiful. Are y'all listening? And so the seed, and the sower sows the word. So it's the word. How many times have we sowed seeds that didn't, didn't, didn't do it? Now, we don't always know. That, that they won't be planted and somebody else will come by and water because Paul planted and Apollos watered. God gave the increase. So you don't always get to see what's going on. There's three guys, new guys that were in there last night. And I'm just using this because that's where I was. That were harder than the floor we were standing on. They, you know, when they got their elbows out, you know, you know that it's, you know, they just talked them into going there. But before we were over, the good news, listen, all they had was bad news. The good news, and they came up and said, would you bring me a Bible next week? Are you coming? Would you bring me a Bible? So, hey, the, you got a door of utterance, and it overwhelmed the I don't want none of your preacher talk business. They all of a sudden wanted it. Well, you and I need a door of utterance. Well, that's talking about the gospel and talking about that, but also we need a door of utterance to pray. Say to pray. We need a door of utterance. You go, well, God's always on. You're right. He's always on. But you and I don't always have the way to go in to get what God has. We, we fumble, mumble, and dumble around and, and, uh, and pray, pray uh, ask amiss. Y'all know because our own lusts are in there, and we need a door of utterance. We need. To, Paul didn't ask for money here. He didn't say, "Would you send some letters to my kin folks who don't know where I am?" He said his main prayer was, "Is get me a place where I can do what God's called me to do." Everybody in here would like to have that. We all are just kind of like treading water, kind of in, in place on a stationary bicycle, you know, got, you know, wound up and sweating, going nowhere. If you're, we all need a place where. Like this B3 for me is just a marvelous opportunity for me, and I just am flourishing there. Why? Because there's a door of utterance. It makes you so fulfilled to get a door. Well, the reason prayer has been hard for folks, 
Are y'all listening? Is because they hadn't been praying before they pray. You go, what's that about? Well, on Monday night, we have four team leaders, and they have to pray sometimes extensively. I would say at least a week or so before they show up, and if they don't, we know it, you know. They've got to pray before we can pray. They've got to find out where the door is. Because the door's not just Jimmy Jack, you know, and I don't care. It's not just like, well, sure, there's more that you could pray, but where's the door? Where's God's heart? What is he wanting to take care of? Because the Lord has got a plan that he wants done, and he can't get it done unless it's spoken. It has to be, it has to be uh, quantified and qualified by men's words. Now, I can prove to you in Mark chapter 11, Jesus said, uh, I can prove to you that, that, that you can't just pray the prayer of faith or, or speak in faith anytime you want, make it work, because Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, whoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Okay, hey, whoever, we'll just say it. But he qualified it, and he said, whoa, he said, and does not doubt in his heart. So you can't just load up and get a plan, get an idea and say, well, I'll just speak to the mountain and it'll jump. No, Jesus said you don't. You got to get yourself, the door's not open until you don't doubt in your heart. And number two, that you believe those things which you say, you believe those things which you say will come to pass. He said, now if you get those two things lined up, you know, get them in focus, then you can pray, you can say to the mountain and you will have whatsoever you say. So you can see right there, and you can see right that words are powerful. They're vehicles. God said in Genesis 1, light be. Now, do y'all believe that he had a door of utterance? <laughs> and you know, it didn't take him 36 days to finally say, you know, I see a glimmer over there. It was bonko. It was on there. Jesus said, be open to the man that had the deaf ears. And you know, it didn't go over three chapters and says, you know, the man began to hear a sound. He, you know, it was opened immediately when Jesus in Mark chapter uh, 11 uh, uh, said uh, to the fig tree, he said, uh, no one ever eat fruit of you again forever. He said forever. And uh, the next morning, the boys came by with him and, you know, it was withered up from the roots. So words are powerful. Jesus said one time, peace be still. And you couldn't fly a kite that afternoon. Boop. It was over, you know. So words are powerful. Jesus always had results with what he said. But did you ever notice that he passed by the man at the gate beautiful uh, many times? And so you go, what's this all about? Did you, did you notice that the man that was at the pool at Bethesda, that uh, many, he was there for years, and, but it wasn't until a certain day that, uh, that, the, uh, that there was a window of utterance or a door of utterance that opened for him to speak to him? Till the man's heart was ready. Yeah, and he only spoke to him. The, the, the door wasn't open for anybody else. So it's not just Jimmy Jack Corn and I don't care out there just uh, throw and blow. And so it's given, uh, it's given everybody, but it's given us people that says, you know, I don't know if this faith stuff works, and I don't know if this prayer stuff works. Well, we've got to, we've got to hone in. We've got to pray before we pray. We got to search before we release these powerful words. If you just had so many of them, and you, you know, like, like you know, the the bears coming after you, and you're running and running, you got two shots in your gun, and you know, you're not going to just shoot one over the head, and you know, just you're going to make sure that you 
use it right. He's got to be dead, and you've got to save one in case he's stronger than you thought. Well, we've got to pray right. So here we are at Word of Life Church. There's churches all over this county, all over this state. Gosh, there's, you know, there's just lots of churches. And you wonder. Now you just wonder because the, the, the norm of a church is pretty, pretty social, pretty strife-filled, kind of a sanctified world system in governments and in, in attitude and, and, and in fruit. Pretty much you could just kind of do a PTA thing over there and take the cross out and the hymnals, and, and you, you know what I'm talking about. And I just don't believe that was what Jesus bought and paid for. No. I, I just believe that we are so different and so bright and so the glory of God. You know, it says a glorious church. And, and you go, well, someday. Maybe the someday is not a time factor. Maybe it's not someday that God wants to do something. Maybe it's something that we hadn't seen what it is, so we don't know how to, to drive ourselves to be that. Maybe it's not just a, a glorious church. It's not just a big church. Singing, you know, bringing in the sheaves and, you know, amazing grace. Maybe, maybe that... that that big church that you see on TV and you go, wow. Or the, the, you go down the road and you see this huge church. You go, that's, a, that's the church Jesus wanted. That's, he, he comes there and he's, he's finished it out. He's, I don't think so. Because if it get big enough, they put them on TV and so you get to see what's going on. I believe that there's more. I believe we may even be going down the wrong road in the sense of saying, this is where we're, we want to be. Now, I'm not being radical tonight. I'm just saying well, there's a way to find out. And it's going to require us to pray. And then to pray, we're going to have to have a door, a, a, a door of utterance. The word door there literally means portal. You all know what about portals. You, you remember, even in the Old Testament where... Uh, uh, Let's see, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's ladder. You know that, you go, well, that was an interesting story. That, there was a portal being opened into heaven there where the angels descended and ascended. It, there's a lot about that story that's more than just a little picture in your, in your third grade Bible that goes, shows the angels, you know, up in there. That thing is so supernatural that really we hadn't even got the whole picture on it, but it's, there's a portal in other words, God wants to show up, not just in, in signs and wonders. That's the end of it. That's the result of it. That's what the fruit of it is. But he wants to show up in the way the New Testament, in the way he should show up. The, I, I looked it up, and, and uh, in the Old Testament, sometimes God, by, by a cloud, it was him, would go into the temple, and the Bible says they couldn't stand to minister by reason of the glory. Well, that's Old Testament. Those folks, if they're having it, we ought to have it. We ought to, we ought to be saying, God, did you, did you vaporize? Did the steam go out of, your, out of your cloud or whatever? I don't think so. But, but to have it corporately, we have to be inspired to be doing stuff at home. Because no doubt, there's advantages and disadvantages to the corporate setting. 
We help each other. We iron sharpen iron when we come together. We inspire one another. But there's also many, many times in any group that we would have factors that limit, that, that squelch, that quench. You know, and, and the bigger you have it, the more people are giving you this, you know, and you got to get, you, you have to, you have to subdue that, and it just takes some sort of spiritual energy to dilute that and get it out, you know. So the smaller the group, the probably the greater chance you have. And, and I told you about uh, Dr. Fred Price saying, you know, we've got 16,000 people in his Crenshaw Christian Center and just disgusted saying, you know, this is just a teaching center. We don't see or hear from God anymore. We just teach, and we used to. We had a move of God every service. You know, you'd think that the, the ultimate 16,000 people and be world-renowned in your 70s would be just, you know, everybody would just go, oh, if we could just be. But he was absolutely saying, he said it was a curse. And you go, wow, we're chasing, the, we're chasing a curse if we're chasing that to say that's where we're all going. So we're not looking for little. We're not saying, I hope nobody comes tonight. <laughs> we're not. We got chairs out for everybody. But, you know, while we're here at this size, at this place, there's things that we can do here that we can't do later as easily and we ought to be just stirring the pot wide open at this, at this speed. We ought to not just say, well, we're waiting on, you know, the real stuff. This is the real stuff. Our whole challenge will be to grow and keep it at the same kind of spiritual temperature that the Lord wants us that we can get easily, more easily in a small group. So Paul said here, he said, praying for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. God's got some things that are in a mystery that would help us. Have you ever been in the shower? I mean, I know you have. Praise God. We've got, we got running water everywhere. But you get your best stuff in the shower. And I'm not talking about singing. You think it sounds good, but listen, there's just so much that that porcelain tile can do. It's still the same. You just hear it different. But, you know, you get in a shower, and what happens is, is your mind, there's just no, there's no printer, there's no kids, they're in the shower, you're just, whatever you're doing in the shower, it's just a, and all of a sudden, your mind, your soul gets out there, and you start seeing, and or I'll tell you what, it does it for me. I get the good stuff in the shower. Or, if you can ever just make yourself, it's the same thing, where you just tune out the world God starts rushing in. Well, now, I'll tell you another way you do that, because you can't take showers all day. You just can't, you know, it just can't. It, what you can do is you can pray in the Spirit. And I'm not talking about while you're ironing and while you're cleaning and then while you're going down the road. Do it then, too. Uh, good, it's good at every, but sometimes you got to draw aside by yourself, by yourself, by yourself. Point to yourself and say, by myself. Yeah, that, you know, by yourself, not going down the road. Not, not saying, well, I'm turning off the radio now. You know, you better, you got to watch traffic and you're trying to not be late. By yourself, get off and just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Close your eyes. Now, see, I get, I get this auditorium every morning by myself. Lock the doors. Nobody comes in. You can do so. I have that privilege. I have that, you know, it's not open to everybody, you know. But you got to find yours. When we were in Seminole, I got in the garage every day. Every morning, I went to the garage. 
You go, what'd you do in the garage? Well, I just got over there. We had marvelous understanding because God, God's, listen, it's like a radio. You turn the radio and there's just lots of channels. They're all in this room right now. There is bebop and hard rock and Metallica and country and western in this room right now. The reason we don't know it is because we we're not picking it up with the receiver. But it, God's got things. He's got things. He's got things he wants us to know. We must know. We can't. We are on hold. You ever been in a truck that was high-centered? In other words, you were sitting on a pile of sand and your wheels were spinning. You can't go anywhere. you got to dig out the middle. That's what's in a lot of Christians' lives. They're high center and don't even know because the speedometer says 40. <laughs> the gas gauge is going down, and they got the radio on saying, you know, the scenery just seems to be the same around here all the time. High center. They're stuck, and they're saying, you know, God's going to move one day. No, he's moving. He's moving. The room is full. The atmosphere is full. So a door of utterance. Now, we have looked. We're all guilty of saying prayer is hard. And you know, like everything else in the kingdom that we think is hard, and God says it's not hard, he's right. And you're wrong. I'm wrong. Prayer's not hard. It may be that your approach is wrong. May, it may be that your expectation is wrong. It may be that your method is wrong. That you're, you're trying to go in there and say, okay, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the oxen in the yoke, and here we go. I'm going to pray for an hour, and we're going to go around this thing and just grind it out. And, whew, 60 minutes. My, my, what'd you get? I prayed an hour. Leave me alone. You know, that sort of thing. No, you can go in for 10 minutes. But you've got to have a right attitude. This whole thing is attitude. The Lord, if you're hungry... He will pour more out on you, hungry and dumb, than he can work with people that are not hungry and smart. Did you hear me? You can get it. You can get it. Uh, Pastor West was telling me about his son. Uh, he's got a girlfriend that just got born again, just, you know, dud no come on from Sikkim. He's taking them out to the Walmart parking lots and other places and getting people healed of major arthritis, uh, uh, all sorts of stuff. The other day, the man this little girl was praying for said, said, what are you doing to me? Quit, quit. Your hand is hot. Have you got one of those heat pads back there? What are you doing? She's like, she didn't even know what it was. Her hands were hot, but the man got healed. Well, she's dumb as a rock as far as knowing the things of God. She qualifies nowhere for anything in the things of God, but she just wants to go out every day with this boy and just go see what they can do. God finds the hungry, and he just, he just lets go. So you can get there just by being hungry, but we need to pray for a door of utterance. We need, in other words, praying for a door of utterance gives you an expectation. Lord, I'm praying, I'm praying that you give me, when I go into prayer, when I go, that words will be spoken, your side and my side, that will change my life. Impartation. That, see, that's not been the mode of people going to prayer. It's, it's, you know, the old ox thing. We're just, you know, we're just grinding it out here, praying away, praying away, because the more we pray, the more God will do. It's not so. God's already done it all. It's that we have to receive it. We have to be able to hear what he's saying. We need a door open. And if you're dull and you're, not, you're just wanting to be a religious zealot to pray and not get anything, then nothing happens. Okay? 
Um, praise God. Whew, thank you, Lord. Well, you know the, door to the devil, he doesn't want us to have a door of utterance. He wants us to pray religiously. We don't pray long on Monday night, actually. We get our, our team leader comes in here, and they, we expect them to pray. Find out where the door is. And, and most of the time, they hit it. You know, there's several things there. But you can, always, you can always tell where the door is. You get over there, and it's a gusher. It's like, na 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 And then all of a sudden, boom. It's like we stepped into it. it we, he, this is it. This is the heart of God, and he's anointed that. And as you hook up with that, okay, Lord, we're going to pray this out. Well, he's just, he feeds that. He just starts pouring it in there, and all of a sudden, you know things. We share afterwards. We don't pray but, what, 35, 30, 30 35 minutes. There's real pleasant music, you know, WGA key, and we, we type, type that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and just, just, and we, we, we look at afterwards, we all say, what'd you get? And it's all stuff that's beyond the, the knowledge, the intellect, and the experience of people. God was speaking. God, God showed us stuff, and I'm convinced, I'm convinced that we're all just novices at this. We're just, we're just like, you, nobody could leave saying, wow. We've been in the holy of holies with God. There is nothing more to do or say than, you know. No, we're just kind of like we see it at a distance. So, but it's, it's, it's good enough to say, let's come back and do it again. And we get to working with each other and start, you know, yielding and stuff like that. Now, that's what the Lord wants. It's the least thing we're doing here at Word of Life in the sense of, you know, we're doing so many other things like youth and children's church and, you know, all that. But this is the engine that's pulling the wagon up the hill. This is where faith is released. See, a door of utterance, 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 utterance of speaking, speaking. God does everything with words. Say everything. There's nothing going on. There's two things that goes on in the kingdom of God that are tied to everything. Seed time and harvest. You will not get anything and go anywhere or have anything without seed time and harvest. It's in, it's, it's, and speaking is the other thing. Words are the, the it's, it's what it's all made of. So we got to be all about seed time and harvest. Now, I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about sowing your life and, and speaking. I'm, I'm, am I stirring you up a little tonight just to say, you know, I can do that. Because, see, that's the main thing is you can do this. Well, climb every mountain. You know, give your two years to ride a bicycle with a white shirt and a black tie and go around and share. You know, that's not us. It's I can, I can speak. And the Lord will give us a door, a door, a portal, a gate, a, an avenue. And, and a door always opens into a room, a, in a room or out of a room. And in this case, we're wanting to go into a room. We're wanting to go into heaven's room where all this is. And the Lord is wanting to, to share the mystery. You know, a mystery is made to be solved. A, may, a mystery is made to be revealed. It's, it's hidden for a season. If, if we all know it, then it becomes common until it's special, or we're not ready for the mystery. It's, it's, it's too much for us, but we can grow into the mystery. But the Lord wants us to know it. He does not want us to stay at the same level.
and say, well, we learned something, we know something. Well, there's even a puffing up, a pride that says, well, us word of faith people, we know some stuff you, you idiots don't know. Oh, that, if we did, we just lost it. Praise God. Okay. Well, Ephesians, let's, let's go to Ephesians. Well, we got so much other stuff, but we'll, we'll slip over to Ephesians just, for, just right there in chapter 6. Look in verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Verse 18 says, praying with all prayer and supplication. Say it with me. In the Spirit. Let's say it better. In the Spirit. Now, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Did, did we miss that somewhere? That you can't just, just just because you can speak words doesn't mean that words are prayer? Because even though words are in prayer, that faith has got believing and speaking, but that everything that, that but you could speak without being in faith? Yea, verily. And that we could actually pray and not be in the Spirit. I have. How about you? <laughs> you know, and sometimes you have to. It's just like whatever. But I noticed that Jesus was always in the Spirit. He, he would go off, and the Bible says, and he would spend times and seasons of prayer, and he would be in the Spirit. And then when the blind man and the deaf boy and the demon and all, all that, you know, uh, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only, and my son shall be healed. Uh, he just would speak the word. And it would happen. I think we're supposed to be doing that. I think I'm so thrilled about testimonies where people get healed and, and get blessed and things happen and, you know, we're blessed by that. But you know, it's supposed to be more than that. We just, we just got to always refuse to be satisfied about hearing about somebody else's. It's got to be me. I want, I want my hands on somebody. I want my mouth saying in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I want the devil on the run, and I want the anointing to be released, and I want people changed for his glory. And then I'll move on and do it again. Now, that's what I want. I don't know what you're about. Money seems to have lost its glimmer in a, in a, in a, in a church and in an age like this. I know we got to have it, but, you know, like we always say, it's, it's the biggest power on earth, but it's the least power in heaven. And the more we get heaven-minded, the, the least we yield to that. The anointing has more money in it. The first time glory is used in the Bible, it's talking about exceeding wealth and riches. God, you get in the glory, and there's already money there. But you can get all kinds of money stacked up, and there might not be any glory there. And so we just got to seek first the kingdom. So we got this, uh, this praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying, and it says, in watching, what does it say in verse 19? Yeah, watching thereunto. Watching. That, that's, that's not watching with your eyes. <laughs> that's, that's watching with your spirit. That's, that's uh, the mysteries are not naturally revealed. They're revealed down here. Revelation is down here where you see and know. See and know. It's not education and, and vision. It's knowing down here. And because revelation empowers. Knowledge, when you get not seeing and knowing in the head, you never know how to do it. How could that happen? And what would you do? And what about that? And there's a thousand. But down here, you just know. That's it. That's it. And you have a sense of, of this is happening. 
I'm on it, and it's going to happen, and, I, and you have a sense of, I will see this soon. You, just, you don't have a doubt about it, you just, and, but you've got to get in the Spirit. Well, how do we get in the Spirit? Well, Jude, verse 20 says that we, ought to, that we build up our most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. So we ought to be praying in the Holy Ghost. We ought to come to church. We ought to, now listen, we're going to have a lot of visitors from now on. And you just got to know how we're going to have to do this. Listen, we're praying about how to do it ourselves. We're praying about, you know, what's the balance? What's the, what's the balance? But I want you to not take responsibility for people making right decisions. We got a world full of people right now that are making crazy decisions. Just, just, and I'm talking about Christians. You know, you can't even imagine what the heathen are doing, but you just do your part. You bring them to church, and if they cuss all the way out saying, you know, you just thank God that a seed was planted or a seed was watered and give, and just keep yourself straight. The problem, the tragedy is, is Christians take up the offenses of people they're trying to win, forgetting how long it took them to get changed and turned on. The thing they went through and the people they were mad at and the temper tantrums they had before they finally yielded. And, and, but yet they want everybody just to hear the golden word and just say, take me to your water baptism and I will serve. You know, and it's just not always that way. But we'll pray in the Spirit. We'll get in the Spirit. We'll come together on Monday night until we can get another night to add to it and a morning. God wants to prosper us. Listen, God wants to prosper us, not so you can get, you know, a, a, an upgrade in your boat and in, in a new cabin. We're all about that. Go for it. But he wants to prosper so he can get you off of work and do the work of the kingdom. You ought to work, but you don't have to work 80 hours a week to make a living. I ask people all the time. They say, yeah, I work 12 hours a day, six days a week. I said, are you rich? Well, no. I said, well, you're stupid then. You know, that part doesn't go over as good as the other part. But, you know, is what are you doing? If you're working you ought, like that, you ought to be rich. They're working out of their head. They're working like daddy worked. They're, and and you've got to get in the spirit. There's businesses that God has prepared for the people of this church that are just hand in glove. You just step up to them, and you just say, I'll do it. And then God just begins to prosper. But not the old way where you, oh, we're going to start a business. It's going to be candle cane, you know, and we won't be at church for a while, you know, because we're going to. It's just wrong. You hadn't been in the Spirit. You hadn't seen it from God's sign. You've just seen it the way Daddy did it and the way Uncle Bob did it. And it's just, you know, he wants you to live by your giving. <laughs> but it's like, well, that preacher's trying to get my money. See, we're missing it. We're just not in the Spirit. I'm off the subject, and I don't mean to be, but I, let's, let's, go to one, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. I just believe we ought to go there for a moment. And then maybe we'll do this again. You know, I thought I was finished last week when we brought this up. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, and I've really pretty much struggled with this as far as how to, you know, where the Lord wanted to bring this because there's just a lot of ways to, to, to minister this. And, and you know, there's got to be an end to it, but uh, I, I believe we're on track here. Praise God. Verse 12, verse 12 of uh, um, 1 Corinthians, is that right? 1 Corinthians 14, I believe it is. So, even so... Now listen to these scriptures. For so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Now let's just hold that thought for a moment. 
He said there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of tools in the box, lots of things that we could pull out and, you know, and make a show and a tell. But he said, you know, keep the focus on what the gifts are for, what the anointings are for, what the money is for, what the utterance is for. It's to edify the church. Days of heaven here on earth. Get us built up. We talked about last week how, how Paul, you know, he said, pray for me, I'll get that door of utterance. Because we need words spoken in our presence that have power to take us out of where we are to where God wants us. And you go, well, he'll just do it. He Remember, he does everything by sowing a word, and no word can be powerful in the earth except a man speak it. You know, angels and all that stuff doesn't work. And you've got to have utterance. You've got to have the anointing on it. It's got to be anointed. So we have people in like Brother David Ellis. And, and you know, he, he is like, and he's got a great gift in every avenue. Just there's so many ways to draw from that man. But... Let me tell you, we're honed in when he's up here in the morning meetings and he's just praying it out. He's up here just walking back and forth. There's a door of utterance. And we write down everything he says. We've got down every word. <gasps> How do you spell that? <laughs> we write it all down because it's words that enable I'm amazed. People get prophecies under the canopy of the Lord, get a word from God, from God himself. Well, it's spoken by a man or a woman. It's spoken under, but a word from heaven. Ask them three weeks later, you got that word? Or I'll go back in the bookstore to see if they ordered it, which isn't always the deal. And, you know, I'm stepping on toes here now. I don't know who you are, but I'm just, I'm, I'm chastening you. That's instructing you and teaching you. And they'll have a word from heaven, which is the highest evidence of what God has got to build and increase your life. It is, it is the way he takes you from where you are to where you need to be is by the word of the Lord. Remember Paul said, or, or, or uh, John said, the word of the Lord came to me. And uh, Paul talked about it, a door of utterance. And they won't even have that word. It went in their head. That's all it could. It went in their head and went out, and they never got it where they could put it down in here. Now, I'm not talking to you about this, <laughs> what I did this weekend. I'm not talking to you about that. I'm not, because I found that one. But I'm talking about we ought to covet the word of the Lord. If you can get a man or a woman of God under the uh, canopy of the anointing that's in the Spirit to speak as a mouthpiece for God and to utter a word, you have advanced. You have advanced because that word received, meditated, and acted on will take you to a realm that God has ordained for you to go. So that's why we have to pray and we have to get in the Spirit. We have to, we have to get under this, this, uh, this canopy, this, this atmosphere of faith where we're all going, we've come to hear from God. We didn't come to say, we came to hear. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, like Jude said, you ought to always be listening to see if it doesn't turn from just natural prayer language and go over into the gift of the Spirit where you can interpret. You go, what's that all about? He will talk back to you what you said in the Holy Ghost, and it'll be news to you. 
You don't always have to have somebody else say it because the somebody else that says it, like an interpretation for you, they don't know what's coming either. It's like, well, they know. Pastor knows. No, he doesn't know. He's going to speak it just like you'll speak it. Well, we're, we're hallelujah. Well, uh, I'm going to skip all this, and I'm going to go to verse 26, and we'll quit right here. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you, say, that's me. Let's say it better. That's me. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a psalm? See, that's an utterance. Hath a doctrine? That's an utterance. Hath a tongue? That's an utterance. Hath a revelation? That's an utterance. Hath an interpretation? There's another utterance. Let all things be done unto edifying. Why, my word... There's doors opened every time, windows opened every time we come together. Every time. When ye come together. Now, isn't that something interesting? So we need to have meetings where we say, wonder what everybody's got. And you'll go on here, and it'll talk about that you can't everybody, not everybody will get to give theirs. But it says the, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So it'll hold. Sometimes when you, you know, you'll have a gift of the Spirit, and you'll get antsy, like, i got to find a way to give that. i got to give it now because I've got it now, and I might forget it. Well, if you might forget it, it's not where it's supposed to, the, 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 the utterance is not in your head where memories are. The utterance is down here. And the spirit of the prophet, not the mind or the memory, is subject. So he's talking about that thing is an impartation. It's from God, and you just need to wait and find the door of utterance. And if it's from God and for then, it'll happen. So let's stand up and pray. Hallelujah. Now let's lift our voices together. Let's let's open our mouth and let's let's get out there. Hala bahara budiyasadida bahasi. Le o tibida zudavranda budigizo lombre de bodiyazo de bahanai. Okay, lift your voices now. Let's let's go. Let's let's cry out. Praise God. O de bahadai. Nuna manando zila bedisho dida bahara bulavadai. Nena mrengadida bahano nena monzadida brahote. Doors, doors, Lord, we're praying for doors, 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 to speak, to speak, to declare, to announce, to proclaim, to unravel the mystery, Doors for the people, Lord. Doors to hear. Broda Bahaso de Brahanai. Nina Menango Labrahede Busidida Brahanai. Go Lavadeso. Go Lavagadai. Bruda Biso Tida Vrai. Jere Vrende Buddha Sea. Heda Badaiso. Heda Brigidai. Lord Abrede Buddha Zido de Brahana Munze. Jo Lavahaso Terebo Sea. Nenamando zeta brahara bosiri. All right. 
I'm going to give a tongue, and one of you is going to give the interpretation. You go, are you just making it up? No, it's, it's in me to give the tongue. I have it. And somebody here, well, many have it here, have the interpretation. Now, right now, see, your mind is racing. <laughs> Relax. Relax. It's not coming out of your head. We don't want to hear from your head right now. Now, you just be bold. You're with family tonight. You cannot mess up, and God will sustain you. Open your mouth. Begin to speak, and you'll pull the rest of it out, and it'll be so supernatural, you'll be so blessed. Be bold. Praise God. Is there one more? Is there one more? Amen. Amen. Now, how many of y'all are edified right now? Edified. Edified. Hallelujah. And are you confident, as I am, that God has spoken to us, that he has used natural men, women, and he has spoken to us, and we're, we're encouraged. Now, the Word says, I mean, we're not going by experience, the Word says that there's many things in, in this room right now, but not all of them. It's not time for a door to be open for all of them. But there's things that are resident inside of you that will find a place to be spoken. And all of a sudden, you'll just incubate that thing. You'll be in the Spirit, and it'll, it'll be inside of you, a, a psalm, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. And at the right place, if we pray for doors of utterance, then at the right place, and we stop. We get into the shower, and we stop our lives. Scrubby-dub-dub, you know, I'm in the tub, and nothing else is going on. All of a sudden, God will open it up, and you will be able to bring it forth. You have something? Isn't Jesus wonderful? I just had, I've had something since we prayed the first time, and it's this, that uh, I saw a little picture of us and while we were praying, and you know how a, like an electrician wears a tool belt, or, or other workmen, they have tools hanging off of them, and I saw us in this room, I saw us, and we had literally a tools and equipment hanging all over us and it came from when and then pastors talked about this in the, his sermon but it came from when we've had guest speakers in because we oh. would we would pray and say leave it that they would leave a deposit and they would hang equipment on us in the spirit and then we would have it sometimes when in our own services where equipment got hang, hung on us and it's like the lord said it's time it's the time is now you need to start <laughs> using that equipment because it's just it's just going to weight you down if you don't start using the equipment and he just ministered to me that we're just to start using the equipment all the time you know and just reminded me that not only when we received the baptism of the holy spirit we not only received all nine gifts of all nine fruit of the spirit we received all nine gifts of the spirit in our spirit and every one of us can flow in all nine gifts of the spirit
We just need to activate and start doing that. Hallelujah. And so, and then, then when we prayed this last time, I saw, when we prayed about doors of utterance, I saw uh, that sometimes God won't, will show us a door. We'll see a door. And I prayed that we would see doors that are open because there's doors that are already open. We need to see them. But then the Lord showed me that sometimes we just need to go try doors. You know, just go, sit, just turn knobs and see if they'll open. And I thought, and the Lord said, that's what Chad's doing over in Clanton. Is he's just going to Walmart parking lot or other parking lots and he's just trying doors. He just walks up and starts talking to him, sees that the door will open. And sometimes it doesn't. You know, one guy confronted him and said, you dated my sister and you weren't a real great Christian then. <laughs> so that door probably wasn't real open, you know. <laughs> but hallelujah, thank God for the new man and that the old man's dead. <laughs> hallelujah. But anyway, uh, he's just trying doors. Yeah. Said he goes up to a group of kids or his age, and, uh, and as soon as he opens his mouth about the Lord, that two-thirds of them leave, you know, in disgust and whatever and mocking. But a third of them stay and... They have wildfire, you know, for that third. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to get everybody. The pattern in Mark 4 is that three out of the four are not going to receive the word, the seed, yeah. but one will. The pattern is only 25% stick around. Yeah, bear, only 25% so bear good fruit. We shouldn't be surprised when people come in and road test us that three out of four might, you know, we're not confessing that or looking to it, but we're not amazed by it is what I'm saying. Amen. Well... We're on something here, aren't we? Well, we've always been, but we just need to give place to it. And we're well taught here. We're just, we're just schooled in the things of the Word, and now we need to get some uh, experience, you know, in this. Carter, my you know, grandson, he's 10, 10 years old, he wants to drive. You know, he wants to get on, you know, and his daddy's taking him out in the country somewhere. Help us, Lord. If we can find out, we'll, we'll go to the other side. But we all need, we all want to drive. We don't all want to get on the bus and let pastor drive. We all want to drive. So let's all drive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all want to receive an offering this evening? Well, sit down and, and, uh, and you pay masters, which there's...